praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Lift up your voice. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. We worship you. We magnify you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Somebody tell him how much he means to you right now. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Lift up your voice to the Lord. Hallelujah. We're on a journey. We're headed to Canaan's land. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. How many is glad to be in church? How many is really glad to be in church? How many was glad when they said unto you, it's Sunday morning, let's go to church? How many woke up this morning and said, oh me, I'm tired. But I was glad to go to the house of God. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you today. You may be seated. So good to be in the house of the Lord. So thankful for God's goodness. His mercy, His blessings, allowing us to be in the wonderful house of God to praise and magnify a great God. Amen. Amen. A great God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, now we got a lot of folks out today, so I'm going to need some, uh, I'm going to need all of you that is here to, to really put forth an effort and help me out a little bit today. Amen. Did you come ready to have church this morning? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Allen, for the good words today. And uh, <clears throat> so thankful for that. A lot of truth to that. Amen. A whole lot of truth to that. And uh, so thankful for that. Thankful for our Sunday school class. Didn't they do a good job this morning? Amen. And uh, all of our Sunday school teachers working so hard to teach our children, we are thankful for that, the sacrifice that they make, and uh, so glad uh, for that. Thankful for all of those who work in the Sunday school department doing a wonderful job. Thank you very much, very much. And uh, it would be good every once in a while if some of you parents would go by and uh, tell the teachers and the leaders how much you appreciate them doing what they're doing. Amen. Could I get a better amen? Hallelujah. And uh, so help them out. Uh, Today, after service, they will be serving over at the gym. And uh, I'm not sure what all the sides will be, but I know it will be potatoes. And uh, some more sides, and then they are serving rotisserie chicken. That will be immediately following the service. That is to help raise money uh, and help support the young people that are going to youth camp. So remember that. Go over there after church. We need all of you to participate in that today that possibly can. And all of you that were served last or maybe even uh, they run out before they got to you, you go over there today, and they're going to take care of you first. So you can't beat that. So remember that immediately after church. Tonight uh, in this evening service, Brother Ashton from Kenya will be here with us. And uh, the mission offering that we have received this morning, and then the offering tonight will go to Brother Ashton. So remember that. And a tremendous preacher. 
you don't want to miss. He's not, you know, sometimes you get missionaries that's uh, a little bit boring with all of their stories, but he is a wonderful preacher, and uh, you certainly don't want to miss tonight. So Brother Ashton will be here with us, and uh, so remember that. Thankful for all of those who participate in the faithful men before service on Sunday morning. Encourage all of you men to come and uh, visit with us and pray with us and uh, get ready for church together. I want to remember to pray uh, for Brother Kane. He needs a touch from the Lord today. Sister Massengale needs a touch from the Lord. And uh, Sister Powell needs a touch from the Lord. Let's remember those needs. Take them before the Lord and ask God to help them. I want to say thank you for those who come to Baton Rouge Thursday night when I was preaching and uh, supported me and helped me. I thank you very much. I know that's a long drive and um, that's some long church. But uh, thank you for coming over and I do appreciate that very much. It means a lot to me. Uh, to look out there and see people from the home church that would drive that far to come hear me preach. So thank you for coming. We had a wonderful time, wonderful camp meeting. Thankful for what the Lord did for us. And uh, even Mickey drove over to hear me preach. Thank you for that. And uh, good to see him in the house of the Lord today. To all of our guests that are here, good to see the guests with Brother Baldry. And it is so good to see Brother Baldry back in his spot. Amen. And uh, we we miss him when he's not able to be here with us. Good to see them in the house of the Lord today. Uh, good to see Jim here with us today. Miss you when you're not here. Tell your wife we miss her not being here today. And uh, good to see you in the house of the Lord. Young man sitting back here on the back. So good to see you in God's house. Why don't we all together give our guest a good hand clap today. Brother and Sister Massengale's daughter-in-law, good to see her in the house. But she's coming so much, we just claim her as home folks today. Good to see her in the house of God. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter number 4. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. We'll get into the Word of the Lord. I'm going to try my best to share with you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for this service this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Very very familiar passage of Scripture, and uh, let's see what the Lord will do for us today. I feel a burden of the Lord in my spirit today, and I feel like the Lord has dealt with me about some things. If I could just relay uh, to you what I feel on my heart today. maybe a little different than uh, normal Sunday morning preaching, but I do believe that it will help us if we would allow it to do so. For Demas had forsaken me. Having loved this present world and is departed into Thessalonica, Caesarus to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. And uh, this is what the Apostle Paul said. He said, only Luke is with me. Take Mark. And uh, I'm going to stop reading right there. But he said, these have left me, some of them by Paul's will and by Paul's desire of sending them to different places. But he makes reference very strongly that Demas has forsaken me. He hath forsaken me. And then he tells us the reason why Demas forsook him, having loved this present world. 
Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise before we're seated today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, God. Pray for your help today. Your help today. Your help today, God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. The Apostle Paul, uh, man of God, uh, prophet of God, uh, an apostle of God, and uh, just a, uh, a writer of God's words, a follower of God, had the desire to do God's will, seen many people, the scripture said that he was chosen to take this message to the Gentile world. And it also says that he was chosen to suffer many things for the name of the Lord's sake. And uh, so the Apostle Paul had seen many things in his life. But one thing concerned him enough when he was writing to Timothy. And uh, he made mention of this to Timothy. We do not see a lot about Demas written in the Word of God. I believe his name is mentioned three times in the Word of God. And uh, one with Luke uh, when he was writing. Luke mentions him. And uh, then in uh, Philemon, uh, Paul mentions him there. And uh, then uh, here in Second Timothy, we find that he started serving the Lord, that he had a desire to be what God would have him to be. He was an help to the Apostle Paul. He followed him as he followed Christ. But somewhere, somewhere in his walk with God, that old nature started to rise up within him again. And Paul makes reference to the fact that Demas had forsaken me having loved this present world. Somewhere another, that love of the world came and replaced itself in the heart and in the desire of Demas. Now, I don't know what Demas could have been. I do not know what Demas could have accomplished in life. I do not know exactly the work that God had in store for Demas. But I do believe this, that everyone that God calls out of a world of sin, God calls with a purpose. God calls with a desire. I believe that in every person that God has called, there is a work that each and every one of us should do. That God has called us to do a work, and we should fulfill that work that God has called us to do. Anybody remember when you first received the gift of the Holy Ghost? The desire, the burning sensation that was on the inside of each and every one of us. I, I have seen many folks filled with the Holy Ghost, and there, there is some things that take place that I've seen in every person's life that I've seen filled with the Holy Ghost. 
One is there's a smile that comes across their face. There's a change in their countenance. There's a change in uh, their desire. And uh, there is a, a, I'm sorry, the visitor here with Sister Charlene. So good to see you in the house of the Lord today. And uh, <clears throat> don't even say who that sounds like. But there is a change that comes about in their spirit. And uh, uh, there, man, it, it just... It just, when you get the Holy Ghost, the first thing you want to do is you want to hug everybody. Man, you're excited. You're excited. And, uh, you're, you're excited about what God has done in your life. And, uh, one of the first things they want to know is when's the next church service? When can I be back at church again? And so there is a fire, the scripture said, that is, is the Holy Ghost and fire. There is something that, that gets down in our spirit that compels us. And you want to tell somebody about God. You want to be a witness for God. You want to reach out and touch somebody like the old saying was with the telephone. Uh, reach out and touch someone. Call someone up. Reach out and touch someone. That's the way that we are with the gospel. We have a desire to tell somebody what happened to us. Now, I don't know what ha- Well, I do know what happens. What happens over a period of time is people get cold. God does not change, but people change. And people get cold, and it doesn't have the same fire, it doesn't have the same zeal, and uh, it doesn't have the same desire that it once had. But I want to tell you today, it does not have to be that way. That's not God's plan, that's not God's will, and that's not God's purpose. When you do that, you are starting the process of backsliding. Could I get a better witness than that? When you do these things, you are starting the process of backsliding. I did not say that you are backslid. I said you are in the process of backsliding. The only way that you can live for God is 100%. The only way that you can be what God wants you to do is giving it all to God and working for God. You can't just get in a church and say, I'm just going to go to church and I'm just going to sit on the pew. I'm going to be a good pew warmer. I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to be faithful to the house of God, but I don't want to get involved. That is not what God has called you to do. And without fulfilling the purpose that God has called you to do, you'll never be happy in serving God. Amen. Amen. I heard a song, actually, I heard this song on the way to church this morning, and uh, I thought it would go along good with what I had to say today, and uh, I want to share the lyrics of this song with you this morning as I finish what I would have to say to you today. And uh, the song is entitled, 
on fire. It starts out by remember when you couldn't wait to show up early to find your place. Because you didn't want to miss a thing. And your heart was open and ready for change. All those days, you were never afraid to sing, never afraid to lift your hands, didn't care what people would think when you were on fire. And church was more than a place. And people were more than a face. And Jesus was more than a name. Remember when you weren't ashamed to tell your friends about your faith? A time when you felt the pain or just one lost soul that was slipping away? Your heart was soft. Your, you had radiant eyes. But slowly the pressure and the burden of life Pulled you into the dark of the night. But when did you lose your sight? Because you were on fire. And the church was more than a place. And the people were more than a face. And Jesus was more than a name. Oh, you were on fire. You let your life put out the flame, but He's still calling out for you because He wants you to light your heart again and set it on fire. Set it on fire. Turn your eyes. Turn your eyes and don't forget what it was like. Set me on fire. Set me on fire. I want to hold God's people close. I want to feel the power of Jesus' name. Set me on fire. I want to ask you today, can you remember when church was more than just a place? Can you remember when people that you would see walking up and down the streets, people that you would see in the church, people that you would see that needed God were more than just a face, but you thought about their soul that would spend eternity in some place? Do you remember when Jesus was more than just a name, but He meant everything to you? You know what? has changed, the fire has grown cold. You know what keeps a fire going? It's got to have fuel. It's got to have some oxygen. It's got to have something to stoke the fire. Have you ever been around the campfire and somebody said, Stoke the fire! You gotta get the prod and you got to stick it around in the fire a little bit. That's what the preacher's trying to do today. There's still some embers glowing. There's still some coals that's left on the place where the flame once was. But can I encourage you today to fulfill your purpose that God has called you to do? The only way that you can be happy is working for the kingdom of God.
Remember when the prayer room was an exciting place to go. Remember when worship was your favorite time of the service. But now it's, why can't we get past this? Come on, does it take all of that? Do we need all of that? Because the fire has grown dim. The flame that was once burning bright is just a flicker and a dark hole in your life. You couldn't wait to get there early. Now you come in late. Because you didn't want to miss a thing and now you wish I could miss some things. Your heart was open to the change that God would make, but now you've got your heart closed and said, God, don't change me. Don't take me out of my comfort zone. Let me stay the same way. Oh, those days you were never afraid to sing, and now you sit there and some of you is half asleep or asleep right now. But used to, you could sit there attentive to the Word of God. Saying, God, speak to me. Talk to me, God. Move me, God. Used to, you wanted more services a week. Now, I think I can get by on one service a week. Used to, you wanted... Can we have church tonight and tomorrow night? But, my Lord, church all the time? What's wrong with these people? How much church do we need? You were never afraid to step out by faith, but now you're very comfortable keeping your seat. Never afraid to lift your hands, but now... I just want to sit there and be very quiet and maybe it'll pass over. Didn't care what people think and now you're worried everybody's looking at me. What's people going to think about me? And church is no more than just a place. That's what's happened to society today in the church world. It's no more than a social club, a social gathering. A place where we come to meet and talk and that's all well and that's all good. I'm for that. But church is much more than a social gathering place. It's much more than just a club that we come to and we're all members of the same club and we all have the same ideas and same philosophies and same same thing about life. But it's more than that. It's a place where we come to lift up holy hands unto a holy God. It's a place that we come and we say, God, I want to keep the fire burning in my spirit, burning in my heart. God, keep the desire alive. What happened, Demas? Demas backslid, listening to one of the greatest preachers of all time. The greatest apostle that is recorded about in the Word of God. Demas backslid watching people healed of diseases. He 
backslidden. He wasn't the only one that had a problem with paying attention in church. There was another young man that was sitting in the window while the Apostle Paul was preaching and fell out and died. Could it be that Demas was there when the Apostle Paul said, Bring him to me, and he prayed the prayer of faith, and God healed the man. Y'all better not be sleeping in church, boys. You'll fall off the front seat and break your neck. I'm not sure if I can pray the prayer of faith. Was Demas there? But still, his heart grew cold. Demas being there when the Apostle Paul preached many great messages. Demas may have been there when those disciples of John were filled with the Holy Ghost and rebaptized in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus. He's seen these things, but still the Apostle Paul said, Timothy, I want to warn you. I'm writing this for a purpose that be careful. Because it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how close that you are to God. There is a possibility that you can allow yourself to slip away from the things of God. None of us in this house today has it made. But all of us are still striving To hear the Lord say, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. I believe it was kind of like this, that Demas got to a place that, that the joy of the Lord was no longer his strength. That he was no longer excited about working for God and evangelism and doing something for God and worshiping God and magnifying God and praising God. There was other things that was luring him away from a holy God that set up that old desire, that old nature begin to come back in to set up residence in his house. Amen. To where he started going in the other direction. The Apostle Paul, no doubt, trying to warn him. you got to get involved. But they stay on the perimeters of the church. I want to make a call to you young people today. I am so glad for the young people that we have in this congregation and their desire to do a work for God. I'm thankful for the ones who have committed themselves to music and to singing, the abilities that God has blessed them with, and their desire to do something for the Lord. Because that does not come easy. That comes by work and dedication. I want to encourage you. I've talked to some of you one-on-one about these things. But I want to encourage you. Get involved in things. Learn things to where you can be a benefit to the kingdom of God. Learn how to sing if you possibly can. And I am aware that everyone God did not bless with the singing voice. I am aware that everyone God did not bless with certain talents. 
But pick up an instrument and learn how to play these things. Brother Hare said something Wednesday night that kind of stuck out to me. I've said before in the past, but talking about Brother Tony Spell, which is very talented. He can play the piano, sings very well. But he said, you know, when when we were out playing basketball or playing softball or something, he was in the church banging around on the piano, and his daddy had him in there practicing the piano and learning how to sing and how to control his voice. And we thought that was the craziest thing we've ever seen. But now we're at the age where we can't play basketball anymore. Neither can we play the piano or sing. Because, you see, when we had the ability to learn, we gave our abilities to other things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Trust me, I don't think it's a sin. I think boys are to play ball. Boys are to get involved in things. Boys are to be outside. Girls are to be involved in things. But I want to tell you, you've got to focus on the major things in life, lasting things. Brother Duplissy has told us a story about a great sculpture that that was at a place making a sculpture that would last. It was making it out of out of rock that would last forever. But they talked him into going out and making a sculpture out of snow. And he caught pneumonia and died. The moral of the story is he lost his life building something that would never last. And I want to tell you, saints of God, I want to tell you, parents of God, that are raising teenagers, are soon to raise teenagers, teach them to develop their talent. Something that they can do for the kingdom of God. Teach them to develop their talent of talking to people that do not know God. Teach them to develop their talent of knocking on doors. Teach them to develop their talent of teaching Bible studies. I want to tell you the greatest thing that you could ever testify, more than your son being the president of, of Exxon Mobil or the president of, of any of these other big companies or big corporations, is that they are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a weak amen, but that's a fact. Because what we have here is very temporal. It will not last. But the, the Bible says that we should lay up treasures in heaven. How do we do that? We do that by working for God. We do that by committing ourselves to God. We do that by doing the work and the commandments of the Lord. Amen. More than successful financially in life. More than having all the things that you could ever desire in life. I would prefer my daughters to marry men that are dedicated and consecrated to God. That has a desire to work in the kingdom of God. Amen. You know what a deadbeat is? A deadbeat that sits there, comes to church, and wants to live on everybody else's fruit of labor. Amen. But I want them to be 
uh, connected to people that that has a desire. I know everybody can't be preachers, but I want to tell you, you young men sitting across this front, there's some of you that God has a call on your life that can be ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's going to be up to you if you want to have a soul that is on fire for God. If you want to commit and you want to dedicate to God. Now I know this is hard for some of you to believe. But when I received the gift of the Holy Ghost and God started dealing with me about the ministry. I can remember going into the church when everybody else was on the basketball court. And I can remember them saying, hey, come on out, Homer, let's play ball. Because I'd always been one to be on the ball. Court. And I said, no, not today. I've got, I, I, I just need to go in here for a while. Amen. And get so caught up in praying and talking to God that even me, I know that's hard for you to believe, but even myself, I, I was, I was not, I was not interested at that time. Now God never took the desire away from me, might I add. I always wanted to be out playing, but there was a time to where God was calling me from here to another place, and I want to tell you today, God is sending out the call to some of you young men and to some of you young ladies that God wants you to develop the talent that God has given you to work in the kingdom for such a time as this God has called you. Amen. Give yourself to the work of God. Give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to fasting. Give yourself to witnessing. Or are we going to build, we're going to waste our life building things that are temporal. Building things that will not last. Building things that when the sun comes out, it's going to melt away. And it's going to pass away. When I die, I want to have built something for God that people will look back and they will remember. He gave Himself to the Lord. And because He gave Himself to the Lord, there is some things that are established that will not pass away. More than a bank account for my children to fuss and fight over when I'm gone. I want to transfer the blessings of God. The glory of God. The power of God. I want to stay on fire for God. I don't want the fire to get cold. I don't want the the flame to go out. It was important in biblical times in the Old Testament that the flame never go out. That flame was always burning in the house of God. I want to tell you it's important today that in your spirit world that that flame never go out. 
Hear me today, elderly saints of God. Don't let the flame go out. Keep your fire burning. Keep your desire toward the things of God. Keep a hunger for the things of God. Keep a desire to pray and to seek God's face. Oh, some of you not hearing me today, but I want to tell you God's got a message for somebody in this house this morning more than one somebody that God is calling you to a higher height in God. I'm not satisfied with scrubbing the bottom. I'm not satisfied with barely getting by. But God has called us to a higher plane. A higher level in God. Amen. Could I encourage you? Some of you young people don't look like you're paying attention too well. Look at me right now. Look at me, all of you young people across this house. Focus on me right now. Amen. God is making a plea with you to tell you that I can use you. I have seen people since I have been uh, connected with this church that God had called them and God had placed a call upon their life and they run from the call of God and they fought the call of God and they resisted the call of God. And some of them are not even in the house of God today. Some of their lives have been destroyed because they refuse to hear the call of God. I want to tell you, you need to be like Samuel when God calls. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your servant is listening. Yes, Lord. I want to move up. Yes, Lord. I want to learn to do something with my hands that I can work for you that I can be what you would have me to be. Amen. I look at this world, how committed they are. Sports is the God of this world. Amen. That's the reason why I'm so definitely against our young people playing sports in school because sports is the God of this world. You look at Little League. Man, families quit everything. And they push them. They pump them. They prime them. Used to, they would not play on Sundays. But now, it has taken precedence over church. And now it's on Sundays. It's on Wednesdays. It does not matter what day it is. Everything shuts down. Amen. They call them the soccer moms. And they travel across the country. I talked to one guy. I said, what are you doing now since you retired? He said, about all I do is take my boys from one ball game to the next. Got them playing every kind of lead that they can play. Amen. Because it is the God of this world. But I want to tell you, it's a passing away God. It will not last. It will not stand. When the sun comes out, it will fade away. But put your abilities, put your energy in the things of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your energies in the work of God. Committing to the will of God. I want to tell you when you get through in life and when you're laying there on your deathbed, you can look with a smile on your face because I have put my energies in something that is lasting. Demas, where are you at now? And if you will study out some 
Theologians seem to think that that was the calling of Demas, that he loved the sports world, and it drawn him back away from God into a backslidden state. Amen. And don't get me wrong, I love to play ball. What little bit I can now. I've kind of graduated from that because I hurt so bad for about three days that I don't like it as much as I did. But what I'm saying, these things will pass. You look, you look, even in our society, and I'm getting ready to close. Sister Duplessis, if you get ready, Brother Buck, if you'd come get ready to sing for us this morning. You look, even in our society, great ball players, great ball players. You know how long they last? A few years. And then, after they pass away, unless they broke and set all kinds of records, and even some of them even entered into the Hall of Fame, you don't even know their name. They won Super Bowls. They won World Series. They won national championships. And you don't even know their name. Because they built kingdoms but it was something that would not last. I'm calling you saints of God today to recommit yourself. Rededicate yourself. I'm calling you young people. Think about, I look at the potential that you have. I look at the potential that you young ladies have. I look at the potential that you young couples have. But I talked to you last Sunday about you've got to get, you've got to get your hands in the work of God. You've got to get your hands in the work of God. You've got to get involved in the work of God. How do you think these elders have stayed here for 50 years? They had their hands in the work of God. They were busy about the work of God. They were connected in the work of God. how to do something that would benefit. You parents, you parents, the world will haul their children miles. They will take off of work. They will sacrifice. These things don't come free. They have to pay for what they're doing. They will buy hotel rooms to travel miles to put their kids in games. And you think it's too hard to pay for piano lessons, organ lessons, singing lessons. It's too hard to bring them to a prayer meeting, 
too difficult to get them to use service because you'll have to quit what you're doing and drive them to the church. Am I hearing you right today? Am I hearing you right today? It's too much trouble. It costs too much to go on a youth trip. costs too much for youth camp. One lawyer bill. One night in jail will cost you more than youth camp's going to cost you. I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth. No greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth. The sacrifices that you make, the effort that you put forth, the desire that you show, Oh, if they want to, they will. You know what they say about these sports activities? That the majority of it is not even the kids that wants to play. It's the parents that want to play through them. Trying to live their life through them. You say, oh, I I told them, but they don't. You've got to encourage them in the things of God. What's sad is some of them is more committed than the parents to the things of God. And I commend you young people. I love you. I hope that you know by now that I love you. And I'm not bashing you, but I'm trying to get you young couples. I'm trying to get you to move a little closer to God. Because if we don't, we will be just like Demas. Demas had forsaken me. You were on fire. And church was more than a place. People were more than a face. And Jesus was more than a name. Can we stand? Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands toward heaven right now. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to pray and talk to God. I'm not going to call you up to this front tonight, today. I'm going to allow you to come, everyone that would like to come. Everyone that feels that the Lord is calling you to rekindle the fire that's burning on the inside of your soul. Get me excited again, God. I want to get closer to You. Young people, hear me. Let God use you. Let God use you. Adults, hear me today. Rededicate it. Let God use you. Let God work through you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.